Indeed, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first and the last. The Almighty, the All-Powerful. The Just. The All-Seeing and the All-Knowing. The one that nothing, absolutely nothing escapes him. The one who knows everything before it even happens. The one who is fully in control of everything that is happening. Salawat and salam be upon his final prophet and messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His pure family, noble companions, and all true believers until the very last day. The day that is known only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it will come. The true believers are certain about it. And they know, they are fully convinced that it is going to happen and come and they are in awe of it. Mushfiquna mina. We are fully conscious of that reality and we are rightly concerned about that day because we are fully convinced that we shall stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he is going to reckon our deeds he is going to ask us for every little thing we did or said and we want to make sure that we pass that test, that judgment, that reckoning and it, did, it is not surprising to me to see so many people on the face of this beautiful earth who are right now linking their mind to this very reality. They are beginning to realize the final reckoning must be true. clearly is supposed to happen, it ought to happen. The day of judgment, when nothing will be hidden, when there is only one true and just judge. Rakana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it doesn't surprise me either to see many people walk into our beautiful masjid and many other masajid across the world, places of worship, willing to testify that there is only one true God, Allah Almighty, in whose hands is all dominion, all power. Biyadihil mulk, al-mulk, wal-malakut. All dominion and power of this world and the one that we don't even understand and see, al-malakut. Both, Allah is in charge of everything. Everything he has power over. So people are coming in, waking up from some kind of heedlessness and seeing the reality of things and embracing Islam, testifying that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, is Allah's final prophet and messenger. While Muslims are being tortured, massacred in the Middle East, in the Holy Land, which is supposed to be blessed and peaceful. 
البلد الأمين المقدس المبارك etc. But people are inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People are given certain insights from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly and they can see the reality and the truth. So in today's khutbah, I just wanted to share with you a few reflections from the Qur'an itself in our modest attempt to try to understand better, deeper, what is actually happening in the Middle East right now. But anywhere else in the world, really, in Eastern Europe, the situation is not good at all either. And there are many other places right now where people are oppressed, where they are suffering, tortured, and dying for what you and I may consider as miserable reasons, some trivial things. But nonetheless, they are the causes of their demise, like the lack of clean, pure water or just some simple food. Or basically, they couldn't heat their home and they died from extreme cold. That's unimaginable to you and I, but it is reality to many unfortunately. So how do we reconcile with all of this and where do we stand and what course of action do we take and how does it all make some sense? Well it does make much sense to me and as I said I'm not surprised with many of the things that I hear and see and witness and you are doing exactly the same. We live in the same time and age. But do we actually see with the same lens? in the same way the realities which are unfolding around us? Perhaps not, most probably not. Every one of us has its own, we, we all have our own perception and reality to what we witness and see. So the first point is this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly told us more than one time in the Quran that we are actually supposed to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sing praises of his name like we actually need to send blessings to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what it actually means is when we say tabarakallah we acknowledge all the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us all of the beneficence that we experience we fully acknowledge you understand that the gift of your life is actually from Al-Muhi, the one who gives life. The gift of your health is also from the one who created you in that and shaped you and fashioned you in that particular way. Do you actually thank Allah for it? Do you actually acknowledge it? And do you see it as a blessing or you just see everything as a coincidence? I think those are blessings upon blessings. Barakat. And we had more or less no say in it. <clears throat> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, gifted us those. A true servant will acknowledge that, will realize that and see that. And will also understand that all dominion, as I said, belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this realm and beyond. He is the Almighty. He is the Sovereign. Okay, Malikul Mulk. Malik, yeah, Malik al-Din. He is the one who is the owner and the sole sovereign of everything. 
And then after that, he tells us a very strong lesson. He is the same one who created death and life. And notice here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put death before life. It's not the only place in the Quran, by the way, where al-mawt has come before al-hayah. As if it's somewhat more important to us than our lives. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his wisdom, <coughs> gifted us both of those. Okay? We didn't exist until Allah decided that he would create us. So he gave us the life that we enjoy. But he also created the death that belongs to you and I. الذي خلق الموتى So that is created too. Just like you were created. You, I, we were all created. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the reason why he would do so. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا So that we shall trial you, test you to see which one of you will excel more in goodness, in good. Which one of us is going to do more good work? This is why you and I were created. To worship Allah, to submit to His divine absolute will and power, and His majestic divine plan, which you and I, with our limited mind, cannot ever fully apprehend. But we fit somewhere there in that puzzle of Allah's creation. You do matter. We don't believe in modern literature, which is trying to say, you are meaningless. Not like that. There is a true purpose and meaning to life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does everything with a clear purpose. Nothing has been created in vain. أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ Do you really think everything is created in vain? Sport, it's all just a game, amusement and play. And there'll be no bringing you forth for final reckoning. No, it's not like that. Every one of you is responsible, liable for your sayings and deeds. And the whole point is to test you and trial you, to see which one of you will excel in good. Which one of you is going to do more good? That is the purpose of life and death, as the Quran puts it. Now, this is one point. Allah then concludes this ayah by saying that He is exalted in His power. Al-Aziz means no one can prevent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from carrying out any of His command or order in His creation as a whole. He's exalted in his power, all-powerful. Now, all of us, even if we seem to be a mighty army, a mighty state, which can veto anything, like I'm one of the five powers, superpowers that can veto anything. Literally, it means I can declare a war and start a war and also force things. That's what it means, the, the five superpowers. Well, maybe they are deluded by that and they think like that. But in reality, we know that they are not exalted in their power as they assume. Allah Almighty is exalted in His power and no one but Allah. 
And that's why he concluded that line by saying that. And also he is the forgiving. Why? Because he knows that before he even decided to create us, we human beings would actually cause trouble on the face of this earth. Fasad, corruption. <laughs> Not only that, clearly loss of life. Don't want to be so explicit here. Maybe there are some children sitting before me. But we are capable of so many offensive things. That's the message. Human beings are capable of so much bad, evil. But we are also capable of so much good and excelling in good, as I said. That's why everything that you witness right now in the Middle East is actually happening. Allah has sent that to you and I as a reminder, a very strong, clear reminder to once and for all finally turn to Allah and stop wasting your time. Stop doing things which don't matter. Yeah? Leave those things that cause doubt in your head and don't concern you and start doing things which really count and matter in this and the next life. That is actually the message that I wanted to share with you. And the second point, because I don't really have much time, the second point is about us witnessing history. And we know history repeats itself. Of course, I'm broken, I'm hurt, I can't lie to you. I'm in pain and sad to see that my very Muslim brothers and sisters, including innocent children, are losing their lives and I can't even watch some of the things. But still we see things, okay? Allah has his, his own ways of bringing to our attention the much that we can tolerate and bear. So that we act upon it in the wisest way, as I said, in the positive direction, in the right way. So Allah tells us answer to this in one episode on the Prophet's life or early Islam, which is the Battle of Uhud. Okay? So <clears throat> those of us who know, who are familiar with the seerah, we will know actually what happened during, before, during and after the Battle of Uhud. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of his divine wisdom, decided to record that incident in his book for eternity. Why? Because there are timeless universal lessons that you and I need to learn from that incident, from that episode, <clears throat> chapter of human history. And it goes like this. If pain comes your way, if you are hurt by some pain, qarh or qurh in Arabic means pain, then you should remember people before you were also trialed and they were also hurt. And I'm just thinking, history repeats itself. My Muslim brothers in Palestine, this is not the first generation of people in Gaza that have seen something like this, or let's say in Palestine as a whole. They were also pain. You know, their own relatives that lived there hundreds of years ago probably were tortured again, and even before Islam, even before Christianity, etc. So we know that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to us, 
These evil things have happened in the past. Now it's your turn to suffer. It's Allah's plan. You have to accept the reality. You have to accept it. We don't know for how long the life will go on, but maybe next future, some future generations will also be put in the same kind of position, trial, wherever it may be. You have to understand. But there are big, mighty, divine reasons why this kind of thing keeps repeating, happening. And Allah says, Why? So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would clearly distinguish those who are true believers. True in their iman. Hey, what did I say to you what's happening now in our masjid and other masajid and communities? People are coming forward and saying, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Wa ashhadu anna muhammadan rasulullah. Weak, sincere, earnest tone. They're true faithful believers. I can see that. That's why. That's why. And then if Iman entered and penetrated one heart that was on Dalala, maybe it's worth it. But I, I can't judge because Allah is Al-Judge. He is the judge. I really can't judge anyone. It would be foolish on my part to judge anything. But for guiding one soul, it's a huge thing, really. But thousands, if not millions, will be guided in a very short period of time. That's the first one. And what actually happened to the <coughs> Muslims at the time of Uhud? They were believers, but among them were hypocrites. So Allah then said two lines later, gave us more detailed explanation to this by saying some kind of cleanliness like cleansing or purification is going to take place and cleanse the hearts of those believers of nifaq hypocrisy that's what happened and after that even though the messenger himself was physically wounded I told you, pain, injury, hurt, qurah, jarah. He became much firmer and stronger in managing the ummah, all right? Managing his people. And him and the people around him became much stronger in faith. And they got rid of nifaq. And there is one more big reason why this is happening. And I don't know if we can fully understand by and the khutbah on it. وَلِيَعْلَمَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَأَوَ الْعَطَفُ وَيَتَّخِذَ مِنْكُمْ شُهَدَاءُ Okay, now this one is very interesting. If you read tafsir literature, you will find some wondrous, amazing explanations. The one which I fell fun to in recent times is this notion that Allah makes certain things occur, happen on the face of this earth. And they might appear as like really bad and evil to us. But maybe they are not long term. Or in essence, maybe they are not. Whatever we say, all what happens is that Allah will take witnesses from among you to what had happened. Or what is happening. And the fuqaha, the scholars say, 
in two directions, in two dimensions, in two ways. He will take from among you those who would sacrifice their most precious thing that they have, which is their life, in those same incidents. People will basically die, but they will die as martyrs, as shuhada. And they are dead witnesses. They have died for good cause. Allah caused that for them, but they will gain the maqam, the rank, the status of a shaheed. And everybody knows when there is a true shaheed, basically it's like they are later on celebrated. Those same people who fell to establish justice or they were wrongfully taken, basically their own existence and function in Allah's creation was such a pivotal important one as opposed to someone who wasn't taken in that same way as a shaheed but we all our prophet taught us shahada pray to Allah to make you among those the dead witnesses as shuhada martyrs and he will also take witnesses from among the living in whatever happens, Allah makes sure there's always a living witness that stays behind to witness against the perpetrators, the oppressors, the villains. And that's exactly what's going to happen. It's obviously too early now to analyze anything and to bring and summon the criminals to where they should be summoned and punish them as they should be punished. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran, Qurah and Musibah happen for reasons. And he linked it with tawakkul, true reliance on Allah, with patience. And he warned us of stinginess in that context. Why? Because this is the time where you and I have to support and be generous and help our Muslim brothers and sisters who are suffering. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم سبحانك اللهم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ونصلي ونسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه